Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey, After Buzzers. We are here at After Buzz TV to bring you another amazing episode of Supernatural Season 10, Episode 16, Paint It Black, hence why we're painting it black right now with some Rolling Stones. Yes, love it. I am joined by my co-host, Katie Campbell. Katie, where can they find you on Twitter? Hello, hello. You can find me on Twitter at Katie E.E. Campbell. That's Katie with three E's Campbell. And my name is Lindsay Wagner. You guys can find me on Twitter at twitter.com backslash Lindsay Wagner. And make sure you are checking us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, all things Supernatural. You're going to hashtag ABTV Supernatural. And so we can keep the conversation going even after the show. And you guys can let us know what you think about the episode, questions you have for us, comments, Everything Supernatural. Hashtag ABTV Supernatural. Katie, what did you think of this episode? I loved it. I was into it. I mean, we got some Crowley and Rowena, and I I was interested in the story that the boys were trying to figure out this week. What about you? I loved, 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 loved this episode. I really, really enjoyed it. I liked seeing, finally meeting Olivette, you know, from the Grand Coven. We've been hearing about her from Rowena for weeks. Mm-hmm. So that was exciting to see her. And I liked the story, too. I liked the backstory with Isabel. And it just I thought it was a really fun, interesting episode. And sometimes with uh, these episodes, I will predict what's coming next. But some of this episode had some twists and turns that I didn't think was going to happen. And I like that. I like when they do that to me. <laughs> I do, too. I like when they surprise us. Yes. So it was... Let's, let's jump into the episode. Okay. We're starting off in... Um, a church in Worcester, Massachusetts. Uh, a man is in confession. Terry, he leaves. He takes a candle off of a candlestick holder, walks outside of the church, and literally guts himself. Yeah. We find out that he guts himself from uh, Sam and Dean later on. But uh, first off, we get a little Crowley sighting and Rowena sighting. A minion who's basically taking care of Rowena and keeping track of her is now two-faced. Yeah, she thought he was two-faced, so she gave him two faces, one on the back of his head. She's hilarious. A little spell. I love her. I do, too. She's, I mean, although we find out later on in this episode that she might pose a threat to our brothers. Our but, beloved boys. But I still love her. I love these little tricks that she does, and she's so conniving, And but she's kind of sweet. She's likable. Yeah. She's likable as this evil, evil character. <laughs> 
I know. I, I really, I really enjoy seeing her. She's definitely like grown on me from like the beginning. Where at first I was like, I don't know if I trust her. And I mean, obviously we can't really trust her. Yeah. But I thoroughly enjoy. It's just something you just you want to go along with her still, even though you can't trust her. You just still want to go see where this ride's going. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I love that she's getting under Crowley's skin too. In that scene, she, you know, she's telling him that she's basically giving into the Winchesters, and she said, "I gave you life, Fergus." <laughs> Which is hilarious because, okay, yeah, she gave him life, but she wasn't there for most of it. But that still gets to him. It still bothers him enough that he's like, all right, I need to, like, get you off my back and give you something to do to occupy your time. Yeah. Because you're driving me nuts with everything <laughs> that you're doing. But I definitely liked that, um, you know, she says that she's felt betrayed and devastated by the things that he's done to her and that, yes, she gave him life. Yeah. So what does she do then? We, um, she says she gives him life. We jump to Sam and Dean, mm-hmm. who are deciding to take on this case. Uh, people are gutting themselves. They're Catholics. They're going to go find out what's going on in Massachusetts. And like we predicted last week that Sam was going to keep searching for this cure to, you know, cure this mark of Cain. And that's what he's doing in the car. Dean thinks this is like an actual case that they should solve and Sam's like glued to his phone trying to find a case, like a cure for his mark. I definitely loved how they intertwined this episode with saying at the end um, you know that hiding pain by taking on a mission. I loved that. That's the story that we're finding out with Isabel and her lover and Dean and the Mark of Cain. We get a little bit of that in every single episode. Mm-hmm. Last episode with the conworm, the, the cousin of the conworm. Mm-hmm. At the very end, they were talking about, you know, how sometimes you can do everything right, but you still can't save them. Like, that's just, it's thrown these, in there, and I love it, though. The writing is so brilliant. Mm-hmm. They really, really bring that in every episode and, and make you feel for all the characters. Yeah. Uh, so we get the nuns, then, uh, Isabel and Sister Matthias. Mm-hmm. Talking about a man, and Isabella is talking about Piero, and that she was in love, and he was a painter and an artist, and she was his muse, and this love story. Did you think that one of them was a ghost when you saw that, or did you think they were, you know, just um, at the church? There, I mean, presently? I th- it's it definitely seemed historical mm-hmm. before we before we find out the like clincher to the whole thing. So it seemed historical, but I didn't know how it was going to tie in. I didn't understand it right away. So I didn't I didn't see that. Did you guess it was a ghost no, right away? No, I was really confused though, and I honestly thought that Sister Matthias was going to be evil. They kind of portrayed her like that the first few scenes that she had. She got she got to be a little sassy with them. Yeah. So she definitely had an edge to her which we would think then would either make her the bad person cuz that or she's getting killed. Right. It's one or the other. <laughs> so she's either the one causing the problems. But no, she, uh, yeah, she was, um, so she was talking to Isabel, and they were talking about how you enter the co- uh, the convent for a higher purpose, but for them, it was because something had overwhelmed them. Mm-hmm. So it brings them together. They're closer than, you know, normally people would be, but because they shared similar love stories. We never heard her love story, but we know that they shared a love story saga right together we get to see another man leaving confession and uh he catches with his wife 
I knew something bad was going to happen. Did you know something bad was going to happen? I was nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, which one is it going to be? Is it going to be the husband or the wife? Are they going to kill each other? Yeah. Is it a sacrifice for both of them? <laughs> Romeo and Juliet style here. Yeah. We see them later on at night. He's in the kitchen getting a bite to eat. And he's been working late nights, according to his wife. He's not working. And he's not working late nights. <laughs> no, he's not. He's busy texting his girlfriend and seeing his girlfriend. So she pulls a pair of scissors from her purse and... Just stabs him brutally. Takes him out. It was like a scene in Psycho with the blood on the face, blood on the fridge, like the, the quick like shots to each thing. You gotta love Supernatural with yeah. this There glorious. was some good gore. <laughs> In this episode today, yeah. from Rowena to this to the whole burning thing mm-hmm. later on, it was... I don't think it'll ever be easy to watch. Each no. episode, I'm like, oh, stop! <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It, 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 it just it never, it never will. So, she kills him. And um, Sam and Dean go to question the priest and Sister Matthias to try and find out what's been going on here. And all these men had gone to confession, but they're killing themselves. So is it possession? Is this, you know, is is it the priest causing? Because at first that's what I thought. I'm like, okay, the oh, priest really? is like putting some sort of spell on them to get them like to kill themselves because of the the sins they've done. Oh. That's where I was thinking it was coming from. I hadn't I didn't pick up on anything else yet. Where where what were you thinking? I had thought the priest was innocent. I just I was on to this sister Matthias lady, which I ended up being completely and totally wrong, but for the whole most of the episode I was thinking it was her. Well, let me find out from Sister Matthias that uh Lisa's husband, Lisa McCarthy's husband, that w- she killed the woman that killed her husband. He had been texting uh, his girlfriend. There were rumors in the church, um, and she had told the boys that she had felt like she had no choice, which is why she had to join the convent. She told this to Dean, and you kind of see this little relationship, little flirtation between her and Dean. Yes, which I like. I I liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was cute. I'm like, well, there's nothing you can do. She's a nun. She, you know, you said that she said the wife didn't know the husband was cheating. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's obviously going to be a red flag. Like, why would the wife kill her husband if she didn't, in fact, know that? Because she did tell Sam and Dean, you know, I didn't know, apparently in her interview that we didn't see, that she mm-hmm. didn't know that he was cheating. So that's why I thought the nun had something to do with it. Because she said her sources told her, and she has very good sources. I'm like, okay, you. Like, you're you the knew source. It. Yeah, you're the source. You're the one leading all this yeah, to the she, person. And like you said, she had these comments with Dean. She was kind of snarky with him. Mm-hmm. And Dean was obviously picking up on it. But they also found out that the church was on ancient burial grounds. So then I'm thinking, okay, how are we going to bring this in now? Because now it's about the fact that the church is on this burial ground. Mm-hmm. There's demons and spirits coming in and out. And Sister Matthias is open the fact that there are spirits out there and ghosts out yeah. there. So I didn't know where that was going to go. Um, and then we jump to Crowley and Rowena. She also said there's nothing strange going on, though. But later on, we do find she's been talking to spirits. So that's strange. She should have said something. I don't I don't think she knew the uh, Sister Matthias. I don't think Sister Matthias knew that the extent of the journal yet. We haven't quite gotten to that yet. So I don't know if she'd read right. if Isabel had given her more information because we obviously find out later on that she she finds out something really, really... Right, that she didn't know before. Important that she didn't know before. So maybe she felt like there really wasn't anything... 
out of the ordinary strange other than the normal talking to ghosts talking to ghosts and spirits <laughs> is that normal for a nun in a church she was Perhaps. okay with it if it's on ancient burial ground and I guess you're seeing it all the time, it is normal. Right. I worked in a restaurant where it was haunted and people talked about it and it was like normal. It was normal to the owners that, oh yeah, these spirits are here. Don't worry. You'll see it if they're there in the early in the morning. The pots and pans will oh, move. Like no. it's okay. I called my mom one time freaking out in the freezer. I'm like, I don't know what to do. It's scary. No. It was like for real, real, really, really, truly haunted. And guests had seen people. It was crazy. But no one thought the, the people that owned it never thought anything weird of it because it was just normal. Okay, well, then that, I guess, explains why she would think it's normal. Perhaps (laughs) she thinks it's normal in this church because she's been around it. I guess. Um, But then we jump to Crowley and Rowena, and Crowley has a present for Rowena. And what is that present? Olivet. Oh, my gosh. She was terrified. (gasps) Did you see her face when Olivet walked in? I loved it. Oh, my gosh. I was so excited. Yeah. I didn't expect the story that came from Olivet, though. I didn't either. And I just... Everything. I think that's why I enjoyed the episode so much because it really brought everything together for Rowena's hatred growing towards the Winchester brothers mm-hmm. and everything. Like it really, everything had to do with each other and the witchcraft going on in the church with the witchcraft and the coven over here. Like I just loved how it was all intertwined. Yes. Interspersed yeah. together. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, and I loved hearing, you know, kind of all of that trying to put down Rowena. And say, you know, you had this, you know, spawn and he was like, not worth it. And that's why we kicked you out. And she's like, well, the little palace that we're in right now is the king of hell's palace. And it's her son. So you can eat those words now. Yeah, because she thought she was making a deal with a demon. But no, she's just, you know, making a deal with her son. With her son. (laughs) Who's the king of hell. Yeah. Has his own palace. Which was good to see her kind of... See, that's where I'm confused because I, I'm i scared of Rowena. Like, I can't trust her. But I just... I love her and I wanted her to get a dig at Olivet. I was like, yeah, you tell Absolutely. her, Rowena. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I wanted her. I, well, I was waiting for what was going to come between the two of them. And I didn't know if it was going to be a verbal battle or a physical battle. But... Yeah. We'll get to that. So we jump back to uh, Isabel and Sister Matthias, and Isabel's telling her more about the relationship with Piero and that uh, uh, she was in love with his art, but he was not in love with her. And then we see that this takes place in Florence, Italy, in 1520. And there you go. That's how we know she has to be a ghost. She's a ghost. <laughs> how she survived 500 years later. Yeah. And what's been keeping her alive and what's been keeping her around. Yeah. Did you think she was a ghost, like appearing, or did you think something was keeping her around and she's like, I don't know, witchcraft? I didn't even necessarily think she was bad at that point. I thought perhaps something else was possessing her, like, but then, like, love scorned type thing. As soon as we find out that he was in love with his art but not in love with her, I was like, well, maybe she's really not bad. I want to believe the best in her. As soon as she said that he didn't love her back, I was like, she killed him. She did something. I just had the feeling. Well, I felt it was strange that then her parents made her join because she skips this whole part in between. And we find out that her parents make her join the convent and they send all of her stuff and her possessions. And there's not many of them, but she's got this box that has her journal in it, and this is her most prized possession. Mm-hmm. So we know something important is in this journal. There is going to be a key to why she is the way she is and why she's doing what she's doing. Right. So it's a matter of finding that out. And if the brothers are going to get it, if she's going to tell us, 
the true story and confide in Sister Matthias or someone else is going to find out. Yeah. I still didn't 100% believe she was bad at that point. Not yet. I was still giving her the benefit of the doubt. Did you, were you fully on board that she was evil? I mean, I didn't know if she was evil at this time, 500 years later, but I just had a feeling she did kill him because he didn't love her back. I feel like that's a story a lot of times in a lot of television movies and, you know, that this kind of genre. (laughs) Sure. Absolutely. With CW shows with, Mm -hmm. you know, Vampire Diaries and everything else. They've Mm got one of your favorites. Um, (laughs) So... <clears throat> we jump back to Rowena and Olivet, and she just winds up and hits her. I jumped. You did? I jumped. And I had, like, and I actually rewatched it again because I was like, it was such a good, like, powerful, like, woman. Yeah. Like, I don't like seeing another woman hit another woman. I don't like seeing violence in general. Right. But, like, I had to rewatch it because I was so taken aback by Rowena really just. Yeah, and she's telling her, her she thinks that she's more powerful than Olivet. She just wholeheartedly believes that she's very powerful, and she thinks that that's why they banished her from the coven, because she could be bigger than they are. And we find out why, what's going on with the coven, and she says the coven is basically gone. Mm-hmm. It's been abolished. The church and a bunch of people came up. What I want to know is where Crowley found her, and where was she, and who was she with, and how many of the others are there with her or are they all just dispersed that's a great question mm-hmm. actually how he found her how he got to her because he said basically she was saying they were all kind of underground witches now at this point right they couldn't really practice like the true powerful magic mm-hmm. because they had been abolished and we find out that the reason behind it all is the men of letters i didn't expect that what like mind-blowing I know. Holy cow. Way to bring it in to another story so that we can have return of more people. John Winchester. I know. I honestly, when she kept saying, you know, things were put into bunkers around the world, I didn't, I still didn't put it together. I was like, okay, who is this? Are we mm-hmm. going to learn new people or, you know, but I'm excited that they're tying it in, but I'm also scared. Like I said, you know, Rowena is posing a threat now to the beloved Winchester brothers. It's going to be a battle. It is going to be a battle, and we're going to have to... Crowley is going to have to pick a side. And, I mean, later on in the episode, he says he's not going to hurt them and not going to kill them. So... I love Crowley. I hope I he do doesn't. Too. <laughs> I just... I feel like he's going to have to pick a side at some point. And do you pick your mother's side, or do you pick the boy's side? Do you go your own way? I mean, it's... But I love... I love that she brought it to the Men of Letters. Like, mm-hmm. that. that is now another part of her story. And it keeps her around longer, too, now. Yeah. And all of that as well, which we find out later on. So we get to see Dean go to confession, which was <laughs> lovely and hilarious to see. Because he thought maybe he could summon whatever was happening by going to confession and basically telling a story similar to the others. <laughs> <laughs> but it is Dean. It's not even a story that's similar. Like, that's Dean saying he leads women to believe there's a future when there isn't really necessarily one and there's lots of women and it's not just one and I mean it's just I'm sitting there giggling as I'm watching this and Dean coming up with this exaggerated story and the priest being like you have five Hail Marys to our fathers you need to soul search really get in there these prayers will help with your soul searching if you really want to move forward and find a future and at first he looked at him like what that's it but then 
he really did all of a sudden right there while he was confessing just soul search, mm-hmm. which was interesting to hear him say what he said. You know, he's in the line of work. He's not ready to die yet. And maybe there's more out of life. And it's just very interesting coming from Dean. There's feelings he wants to experience differently mm-hmm. or for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. It was totally different for Dean. And we saw him in that in a matter of moments go from being funny, you know, just sarcastic Dean and and just trying to like work the case to being really, really introspective and trying to figure out what's going on and then really, really feel these feelings and question things and say he, he's not ready to die and really dig deep and find true emotion. I got, I started to cry. I got teary eyed. I got teary eyed. (laughs) I was, Hey, you know, it's okay. We've never seen that from Dean in that whole aspect of how he wants, you know, to feel something, which I couldn't help but keep thinking love. I mean, yes, he doesn't want to die, and there's, like, that whole storyline, too, but I just, I don't know. I feel like at some point he needs to have that. I I think he's, I think he's making himself vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And this Mark, even though it's this horrible thing that's getting to him, it's getting to him now in a different way. But and maybe Sam's wearing off on his, like, psyche. Yeah. But Dean's not going to be totally vulnerable because later no. on he doesn't even, you know, open up to Sam no. who says that he's here for him. No. So I think that if he does really, truly become vulnerable and want to explore those things, that he it would take a lot of time. And obviously we need to figure out this Mark thing. <laughs> um, and I love that Dean mentions that he believes that there's a God out there, mm-hmm. but he's afraid that God doesn't believe in us, meaning... Mm-hmm. Sam and Dean, or himself and Sam and what they're doing. And that was just crazy. Yeah. So he leaves confession, and right away we see the spirit of Isabel, Isabel come out. But it doesn't enter Sam or Dean. Yeah. Did you think it was going to? I thought potentially yeah. that it could. I didn't know. I don't know if there's something that they can protect themselves against that happening. Did you think it was going to go into them, or did you think that it was just I thought maybe a her way of using them? I thought maybe she was, though, because later on we did see she wanted to attack him, which usually it's been like, well, I guess we saw the wife kill the husband, but you, the other ones were suicides, mm-hmm. quote-unquote. Um, so I thought she was going to get inside Dean, and then Sam was going to have to deal with that. I thought I definitely thought there was a potential... With with her going into Sam or Dean, mm-hmm. probably Dean. But we find out later on why she does what she does. Mm-hmm. But before we get there, we find out why she's doing what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, this is Sister Matthias reading the journal at this point now. And Isabel is writing about how she felt like she had a feeling to be in the studio where Piero would do his art. Yeah, she left the convent. Because she didn't feel like she fit in there. And she went to the studio. Crazy. And discovers that he does not just love his art. He loves a blonde woman. He's cheating on he's her. Cheating but he's not really her. cheating on her. She just can't handle it. She. He said he could offer her friendship. Mm-hmm. So, so he, didn't, he didn't reciprocate feeling. Well. That's well, a... I guess we really a line don't know to cross. The entire... she, he should have been honest with her and just said, "I love someone else" or whatever's going on. He didn't fully, completely 
tell everything. He right. left information out. Right. She felt betrayed, which she had every right to feel betrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, because before she before she had killed him, she had given him some blood to do this painting. Well, not only that, but a finger. Like yes, that bone. the blood the blood from <laughs> the blood from her hand was not enough. So she lost part of her finger. For this man. Well, she decided, she told him she I, wanted to blend it up and put it in the painting. She's know, a little crazy. I know she want <laughs> like, she was crazy, yes, and she wanted it blended up so that she was literally a part of the painting. But when you give that much of yourself to somebody and then you find them with another woman, I can understand the feeling of betrayal. Yeah. I think that she gave her finger to him before she ended up telling him how she felt and he said he didn't feel the same. Oh, you think that that happened prior to yeah. that? Okay. That could potentially, that's potentially why I mean, be. She's a little crazy. Yeah, she's a little bit. <laughs> she's been around now for 500 years, so she's obviously a little crazy. So obviously, when she finds Piero cheating, not cheating, whatever we decide he's doing wrong, uh, she does stab him and kill him once again. Gory stabbing death, and uh, Sister Matthias now is concerned. Yeah, she tells the boys. She tells the boys. Dean says, burn a journal, get rid of it. Sam's not quite sure about it. He thinks there's still information to be found. Both him and Sister Matthias mm-hmm. thought so. Did you think so, too? I was wondering why Dean was so quick to tell him to burn the journal. I think because he thought, you know, she, as a ghost, her spirit was attached to the journal. Like we've seen before with some of the ghosts. Very true. In previous seasons, you know, they've been attached to an item and when you destroy that item they're gone you know or it's their bones which her bones were in italy so but she was burned at the stake she was burned at the stake because they convicted her of witchcraft after this whole uh stabbing and everything that had gone on and so we finger we so we thought she was gone she was burned at the stake but there was still a part of her alive because it was in the painting yes I but we didn't know where together, the though. but we didn't know where the painting was. Yeah, we didn't know what happened with that. I didn't even I didn't even connect that. I didn't either. I didn't think. Okay, she's hiding in that through her tip yeah. of her finger. No, I had <laughs> I had no idea about that. So um, we get back to Rowena and talking about the men of letters who had pillaged the coven, and Olivet has done nothing to stop this, and she wants to find the men. And she said that all of them, the American chapter that was existing in the 50s, only two survived. Of course. It's Sam and Dean. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Of course. We knew that was going to be them. Um, And the coven's not powerful. All of that is not useful to Rowena anymore. So she decides she's going to get rid of her. It's time. She doesn't care. Nope, she doesn't care. She does so well, the actress, you know, Ruth Connell does so well at this character because you just, she doesn't, she's doing these things, but she believes them as her character that, you know, these evil things, but she's just so like, whatever about it, I'm going to do it and it's not going to phase me. I feel like she's dug her fingers into this role and made it bigger Mm -hmm. than it was when we first saw her. She's grown so much into this role. I love it. Me too. it's really, really, like you said, it's it's really fun to watch because she she really believes the things that she's quote unquote saying yeah. in the show, mm-hmm. and um, all of that makes sure to remind her that witch on witch murder is frowned upon. This is not something that's okay. She's panicking, so of course, anything that she can do, right. and Rowena just doesn't care. 
and she starts doing a spell. She's killing her. We see the blood coming from her mouth and everything. And she stops. Yeah, it was too easy. So she had to too do easy to just else. let her die and not have to suffer for what she's put Rowena through. And that's exactly what I thought she was doing at that point. I thought she was going to make her suffer, you know, slow, painful death. I thought she was going to make her suffer some way. I had no idea she was going to be turning her into a hamster. Yeah. Making her run on the little wheel. But I love that because at the end, Crowley's like, he's laughing that she did that. And she said she can run in circles herself now. And I was like, oh, yes. It's so brilliant. (laughs) And it is torture for her. It's going to be torture for her to have to be that. But I feel like she's also a witch. Can't she get her way out of a spell? She was shackled. Is she shackled in as a hamster? Maybe since she was put into the hamster when she was shackled, the powers didn't go with her. That hamster was so cute, though. I liked its little (laughs) necklace. Let us know what you guys think. Do you think that it's possible for all of that to somehow get out of this hamster wheel with some sort of spell or something? Can she escape this, or is this her fate? Let us know on iTunes or YouTube. Comment to Katie or I or Michaela or Tom. Let us know what you guys are are thinking. Yeah, because um, I feel like we have to see more of her, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least more of the Coven or where Crowley found her. Or- I still think we're going to go back, like you and I have been talking about for weeks, that they're going to go back and do a whole episode on the Coven. Yeah. We both want to see that really badly. I want to see what happened, what what literally it was in the beginning. I want to see Baby Fergus. I'm so excited to see Baby Fergus. Um, and yes, I want to find out how Crowley actually got a hold of Olivet and how he found her and what that what yeah. that entailed. Did he have to do something in order to get her? Or who was she with? Who or were there other people that were killed? Are there mm-hmm. other people that are alive that are now going to be searching for all of that? Right. All these things that could be happening and coming for Crowley now. Now Crowley has another enemy. Which now there we go, writers. There you got a whole other like <laughs> crew of people. Hire me. Hire me. Um, but uh, okay. So then um, we jump back to. Sam and Dean, and, um, well, Dean is with Sister Matthias. Sam is reading the journal. This is when we find out that she's cut off her finger. It's been blended into the paint along with her blood, and that it's a part of the painting. And mm-hmm. Sister Matthias has now turned on Dean. Mm-hmm. And she, she has says... The ghost in her. Yeah, she says that he has to pay for what he's done. And I'm just like, wait, so Sister Matthias was in on this the whole time. She really oh, was. was. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, she's really evil. <laughs> she's see. really evil. They're, I figured they were working together, that her and um. her and Isabel were working together. And I didn't think that maybe uh, Sister Matthias was a part back from the 1500s. I thought that she was you know, now her accomplice yeah. and helping with all of this stuff. See, in the beginning, I thought Matthias was evil. But... but Later on, I believed her that she was innocent, and you know, I thought it was just Isabella. That's interesting that you thought they they the spun me that way because that's where <laughs> that's where I was going with it, and I was literally screaming, "No, no, 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 no!" We see her hit Dean, then we see her choking Dean, then we see her pull out a knife, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, she's gonna kill him! Mm-hmm. She's gonna kill him!" There's there, what can we start? And we hear Dean yelling, "Burn the journal! Burn the journal!" And Sam knows it's not the journal; it's the painting. And sure enough, there's a bunch of boxes. Thankfully, burns the painting just in time. Just in time, and we see Isabel's body come back and go up in flames. She says, "You were my friend to Matthias." 
They always do that to us. The just in time, they save <laughs> each other. They need each other. Okay, the brothers need each they other. They do. They they work together, and even when they're not buddy buddy, mm-hmm. they're still working together for the love and good of the world mm-hmm. and their relationship. And it's just a lovely bromance. I know. Of course, we end on the bromance in the episode. End on the bromance and Sam kind of saying, so is this your way of like apologizing to me and, you know, admitting that it wasn't the journal, it was actually the painting. And we get another little bit more of an introspective look. What do you think about that? You know, I love that. I love that they're always, you know, bringing it back to this whole thing and I hiding the pain by taking on a mission. Yeah. And I really love that Sam isn't giving up. I, I honestly love it. And he's, you know, I don't buy that the mark is terminal. We'll find a way. And oh my God, we found a way for everything. Ten seasons. So we have to find a way for this. There's no way that this is something that can't be stopped. I hope so. Oh, it's not. I hope so. I love <laughs> I love Sam's tenacity about this. Yeah, I'm with Sam on this whole thing. And, and he I want- wants Dean to believe it. And he's like, no, say it again like you really mean it making me angry. I need Dean to believe in fixing this. <laughs> Do you think that if Dean believes in it, that's the cure? If he truly believes there's a cure out there, but this cure will then make itself manifest itself available to them? No, but I think he does need to believe for the sheer fact that he needs to, you know, be on board with fixing it. Because if he's just sitting here opposing it the whole time, then we're going to have You're problems. You're not open to it. Yeah. You need to be open to it. Yeah. It's like anyone getting hypnotized or something. You have to still be open to the process of it in order for it to work. So he's got to be open to finding this cure. It's out there. It is out there. Right. It has to be out there. I loved it. I love this episode. I'm glad you loved it, too. Yes. I'm excited for next week, too. All right. Let's get into some predictions for next week, then. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. So we preview that they have to raise the dad, Bobby. I was like screaming when I was watching this that Bobby's going to be back. And bury the living and then they show Rowena. And there's a seance with Cass, Sam and Dean, Metatron returns. Crowley says, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer, which means the Winchesters. It's just like, ooh. He's not going to kill them. He can't. Like with these comments he that says he keeps it. telling her, you know, she... She brings it up to him in this in this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like the Winchesters, and he's like, "I'm not going to kill them." And he says in the next, you know, previews, friends close, enemies closer. He just won't. He better nope. not. He won't. I don't think he can. I think they're. I think they are now bonded together with being Dean being a demon, Dean having the mark of Cain. I'm not saying it's always going to be easy, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Crowley is not going to oppose things that they do at certain times and well, stuff. Go, go on. And in one of the recent episodes with when Kane returned, you know, he betrayed him by not giving him the blade back. So, but Crowley still doesn't, he's still like, you know, I'm, I'm friends with them. Mm-hmm. He's still on their side a little bit, I think more than Rowena. And I have a prediction from what Rowena said. I, I watched it a couple times and tried okay. to listen to, you know, what was being said and which, you know, people are coming back. And she said that it's just a curse. Talking about the mark. So I'm like, okay, you know, these witches, everything was, this whole Grand Coven was shut down and the spells and everything was sent to bunkers around the world. So 
could she convince the brothers to get this coven set back up so she can get some kind of a spell to help him? And they're going to go along with it, but then that's obviously going to cause more problems in season 11. It gives you more to write about it. It gives them more to write about in season 11 then. Yeah. It's a whole new can of worms along with this men of letters connection to the coven because I feel like we're going to get flashback episodes of that. I know. And I'm so excited to see Bobby. I love Bobby. I'm excited (laughs) to see what they're going to do with Metatron coming back Mm -hmm. and why he's on his knees. And I'm I'm excited to see how Bobby's going to play into this. And Dean is... You know, we we were just saying about how he's kind of opposed to this whole finding the cure, it's over, like, he's just accepting his fate. I think that this whole talking to the priest thing, this confessional has changed his mind, and we mentioned that, but I think that this episode coming up shows that, because I think he's more into finding it, finding the problem, you know, the solution to the problem. I think so. I, I think that, I think we saw a really, really introspective look on Dean, and with his soul searching there's going to be new light on maybe things that were dark for him Mm -hmm. that made him feel dark i feel like it's going to be a lightness about him i hope in certain things i mean and he is keeping himself busy going on cases and stuff but there's a cure and we're going to find it and i think next week's going to be amazing i'm just excited i'm just excited to see everyone coming back again more excitement yes and we can talk to rowena herself next week and mr cole as well yes all right next week we are going to be having cole and rowena in here ruthie connell and travis aaron wade in here to chat with us next week unfortunately miss michaela will not be with us she's going to be at WonderCon again hope she's having fun there and tom is busy working we miss you tom katie where can they find you you can find me on twitter at katie e. campbell that's katie with three e's campbell and instagram at katie campbell 13 and you guys can find me on facebook instagram and twitter at lindsay wagner and my blog lindsay Dot com. And if you live in the Los Angeles area, make sure to check out www.cacstudios.com. Come see the play I'm in, Tenardier's in. It's amazing. I'd love to see you there. Let us know what you guys are thinking about the show with the hashtag ABTV Supernatural. And we'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.